little man. I will destroy you! You sound like a jerk! If you ask me, everybody in this theater is a giant sucker! Especially you! I was saying, Bruins. Give me some sugar, baby. I got news for you, pal. You ain't leading but two things right now. Jack and shit. Jack left town. All right, and this week's BOD is going to be dedicated to the fearsome foursome, and I'm not talking about the, uh, the football. Los Angeles Rams. The Los Angeles Rams. Defensive um, line. I had four lovely cats that got very old over the years and passed away, and on uh, last Friday, uh, the the final cat, Fulgore, from the fearsome foursome passed away and uh, kind of took part of my heart with him. You know, these were... Um, all of my cats have been with me for 18 years. You know, they're, they've all spent a very long time with me, and they all passed away. Uh, you know, as they got older, they passed away. You know, I lost Abu in 2005. You know, I lost Kink in 2011. And Oliver and Fulgore were brothers the, that we've had since 1996. The first two we got in 1993. Uh, Oliver and Fulgore came with the house in 1996. Oliver passed away last September in 2013, and then a year and a month later, we lost, finally, uh, the old, the longest holdout, Fulgore, passed away, and uh, so I'm dedicating this show to this one, to uh, to the first one, foursome, and uh, look forward to many stories, because I'm getting four kittens. So, the long live, the new fearsome foursome. Long live, I, I don't know, I'm going to come up with a better name, like 2.0. Here's some foursome 2.0, or maybe just like the Wrecking Crew. You know, yeah. I'll think of something. But that's I'm gonna dedicate the the Purple People BOD to <laughs> to the love, my best friends, my cats that have all passed away. The final one, rest in peace, Fulgore. Go up and torture your brother in little kitty heaven. Down or no? You know what I mean? I should put this at the end instead of the front, but ah, whatever. Yeah, we'll right. go with it. Now this is, we're gonna roll into the show. I hope you tip your hat, tip your drink in honor of my dead cats. <laughs> Boo-hoo. Sad. So sad. Uh, yeah. I don't know. Huh? I'm leaving, man. Oh, it's ready. okay. I'm, I'm going to start like... You know, now, here's the show. Now here's something we hope you'll really like. Oh, yeah. It says, this is, uh, welcome to Cat Talk. Yeah. All cats, all the time. All cat, all the time. That's not true at all. This is Bunch of Dorks, B-O-D, big show number 284. That is a big number. It's 16 a big to go. By the end of the year, maybe. No. Eh, no maybe. Maybe. 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8. Nine. No, it should be... In next year. Next year. Early next year, we will be hitting the three centuries. Wow. That's a uh, lot of numbers. Okay. All right. So, this is Bunch of Dorks. My name is Mal. With me, as always... Dr. Morbius. From Parts Unknown. So, yes. Uh, if you uh, want to go check us out, go to bunchofdorks.com. There are three podcasts that reside there. All of them awesome and unique and exciting in their own way. Top one, Slow Robot A Go-Go. It's all about B through Z grade movies, which you know you love. Middle one. What's the middle one? Two Dimension Carnival Podcast. I wonder if that has any direction. None. No direction whatsoever. That's starring King Don, Dr. Morbius from Parts Unknown. Houston. Houston. And and Rook. Who takes pawn from what I understand. I heard about that. And then the bottom one is, of course, Bunch of Dorks, the longest running podcast in the history of all mankind. (laughs) Started in 2005, averaging about six shows a year. That's not true. But so, yeah, there you go. Do the math yourself. Check them out. Check them out. Go there. Or or, or be square. 
You can also uh, check me out every Sunday night, Sunday p- at 10 p.m. on Radio St. Pete. I do a little show called The Indie Circuit. Kind of like BOD, a lot less talking, no swearing. It's a fun time for the full family. Yes. What do you got going on, Dr. Morbius? Uh, Destination Nightmare, my blog, kind of a companion to Two Dimension. Comic book scans, comic book talk, all sorts Tom- of good Comic stuff. book scams? Not scams, but scams. Yeah, yeah. Maybe, pa- some, maybe pa- some Ponzi scams. schemes. You, hey, look, yeah. if, you, if you sell enough of these comic books, they'll be free. Yeah, it's like, hey, this one is mint right here. Look at that. Ah, just this send valuable. $6,000 for this wonderful comic book. And it'll you be will, at your house in two days. You'll triple your money. I'll bring it over. Guaranteed. Right now. Wink. Yeah. Scans. Scams, whatever Scam. you want to call it. <laughs> Comic books are one of those things that's very intriguing to me. I never got into them, but... Not I, even I, as a kid? Nope. Never read one? Nope. But, never read one? Wow. Well, not never. I mean, no... Like I don't, an Archie I, or I don't something? think any kid's never read a comic book. I, I mean, know. you know, maybe. It was just one of those things that never... I never uh, stuck with it. But I have a lot of interest about them. About the the industry and the kind of like the whole... The way they are. You know, the way they kind of come in ebb and flow of popularity. Mm. Uh, and And... As soon as they become popular, immediately everyone overprints and they become worthless again. Nah, like you know, it's yeah, just like an odd thing. It's like uh, it's yeah. like business. It's yeah. like the stock market. You've been in the way. business. You've been in the. You've I been mean, in... I've been in the business for a while. Yeah, you know, in, in some form or another. It's an interesting, it's an interesting uh, hobby, whatever you want yeah. to call it. It start at first. It started out as a. Uh, as just entertainment, you know. Yeah. I want to read a comic book. Oh, look at this! These artists is great, and it becomes like. You know, so some people an inspiration to draw or to be an artist or whatever. Ooh. Other people, it's just, you know, and it's uh, uh, just something to read and same and as music, an I would guess. And yeah, same as same music. as music, because like some music inspires you to become a a musician, and then some music, and then some, and some people not. Some some people are just like whatever. Yeah. You know, I guess it's all the same. It's you know, it's very cool. I know a lot of the comic book industry as a whole. I think really has shaped our lives more than most people, including myself, give it credit for. Mm-hmm. Um, all forms of media lend or borrow from it or lend to it in some mm-hmm. way, you know. Yeah. It's just like one of those things where it's so ingrained in the fabric. It's almost like hot rods. Uh, mm. I I thought of this one. This week for the Slow Robot Project, we did a British anthology horror movie called The House That Dripped Blood. And I was looking at the tiny little cars that everyone was driving, and it struck me about how uniquely American our cars are. You know, you go to any other country and they're much more practical, much more, they're small, they're they're efficient, and boy, you can throw that all away. If you're from another country and you come to America, you're like, my God, they made these monsters in the 70s and then they got smaller and more powerful and then they got bigger and bigger and bigger and then... We made this vain attempt at becoming smaller, more economical. When the, but that that went away as soon as it popped up. Like we we're like, nope, and we went back to huge SUVs, which were bigger and more inefficient than even the <laughs> '70s. And now we're in the middle of this insane like horsepower war. Hmm. All the new cars are pushing horsepowers that are like unheard of. Cool. And it's just a, it's a, like a, and it's and it just struck me because I do actually very much enjoy the little. Uh, the little British sports cars from the 60s, especially those little Triumphs and little uh, Austin Healy's, Austin Martins. They're cool little two-seaters, top-down, yeah, yeah, fun yeah. cars, very cool cars. I love them. Um, but they couldn't be more different than Americana, you mm-hmm. know. And that's when you go to see these 
these cars that are basically horsepower is dripping from the back of the tailpipe. You know, just like glub 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 glub. You're like, oh my god. Well, well that's yeah. because we are a badass country, that's and cool. these other countries, you know, <laughs> say, well, we can't compete, so we'll just get you know more efficient and we say okay we'll try that for a while and then afterwards we go nah <laughs> we were just kidding nah. you know and that's and that's one of the things that like i i think that uh, in the same vein as muscle cars and that kind of thing i think that uh definitely comic books have very much shaped our world around us they reflect the world they reflect, reflect it and shape it and shape it yeah you know? yeah i mean they're definitely shaping the movies these days my god every movie it seems like even that Vam- uh, abraham lincoln vampire hunter which i mm-hmm. i watched last weekend in a drunken stupor and laughed and had fun with that was from a comic book and you're like get the hell out of here you comic know? book is is uh, sometimes becomes a fad but it's a fad that never really goes away it just hides out for a little while and then something happens and it becomes big again because it's very easy to tap that vein of comic books. It lends and there's itself so to many wonderful artists stuff out there. like that. Yeah, there's a lot of great artists and it lends itself to movies now with the technology very well. Now is the best time for them because everything that they drew and they wrote could be done with pencil and paper, but now you can translate very easily to mm-hmm. film and it works really well. Only problem is, for me anyways, the changes that they make when they go from the comic book to the uh, oh, movie they, screen. They liberally change yeah, yeah. stuff. That's one of the things I hate mostly about yeah. about the uh, some of the com- some of the um, lore, hmm. you know, Dracula and and yeah. and, uh, and zombies. Yeah. They just willy nilly change. There's no real rules to them. Yeah. And I guess that's okay. They're, these aren't these are mythical mm-hmm. things, but. You know, sometimes you're watching a, a Dracula, a vampire movie, and you're like, "Well, that doesn't even." I've never heard of any of these superpowers. I've never even heard of any of these things that are being presented as, as yeah. oh, that, that's what Dracula does now. And you're like, "Since when? When?" You know. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hammer Films was <laughs> was was great at coming up with uh, different takes. Like there was one of them where it was like I think one of the Dracula movies with Christopher Lee, where like if you went to stake Dracula. And if, but if you didn't believe in God, if you were an atheist, it wouldn't work. <laughs> You're like, huh? So the guy goes to stake him, and he's like, pray, you know, believe in He was like, I can't, I can't. And he like, goes to stake him, and Dracula pulls the stake out, and he goes, nah, I don't think so. You know, yeah, you got to start believing. And so they always came up with a twist on if it was just fine, because it was actually writing itself at the time, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But the comic books always had, like, to me anyway, more of a stronger, at least the Marvels did of the 60s, they had a stronger... Uh, you know, base to build on. There was years and years of storyline. And they just go and they just flip it around and do whatever yeah. they can. But the thing is, too, when they buy a script or a character, they license it, they can do whatever they want. The the the, the thing that uh, Marvel's doing is they're trying to keep ownership of the movies now or get them back. That's why they're cranking them out. And that's why they're cranking them out. And that's why sometimes they're better because they have their own people mm. working on them and their own people... Whereas, like the new Fantastic Four, the big controversy is that, you know, they're changing the costumes, there's a black human torch, they're going out of their way to be as controversial as possible, and people aren't, and they're actually, Marvel's actually canceling the Fantastic Four book out of spite, you know, so there's like some pseudo war going on between the two. Well, and and that's, that kind of comes up a lot. I think some of this stuff has to be, or, or should be a little bit more reverence served to it. A little bit. But maybe not. Maybe I'm square for even thinking that. Maybe they should be just wide open, change well, anything you want. Uh, yeah, you know, it, to know. me, it almost seems like they change them because 
they figure, well, you know, the majority of people don't re didn't read the books. We're going to get a lot of the readers, but there's going to be a ton of people that didn't read the books, so <laughs> they're not going to know the difference. So, mm -hmm. you know, they will do this. We think it's good. We think and it makes more sense. We think it will make a better sequel or whatever. Oh, and, and, and the hell with them. Everybody will accept. If you don't like it, don't worry about it. We'll get somebody yeah. else. And movies now are a shotgun blast of how, how can I include as many demographics as possible. Oh, you know, yeah. they want to just if you can if they can squeak out one more person that they they'll change somebody to you know whatever. There's no boundaries with that. They just care about money. You know. And you know, I don't watch TV that much, but I don't see movie trailers for new movies that much anymore. Mm -hmm. I mean, still, I mean, I see them online more so than I see them on television. Do, I see them. You still see them trailers like on the football games, yeah, and stuff like that. And, well, okay. some of the, what, the funniest thing to me is. If you know about movies, or if you if you like if you read about them or care about them and everything, you can kind of tell how good a movie is going to be based on a lot of the the marketing for it. Like uh, uh, like if you see a movie like especially like um, the newer horror like torture porn kind of horror movies yeah. are very classic for this. Their advertising budget is probably as big as their actual budget. Half of their bu their real budget goes for marketing. Because they 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 just are ramming it down your throat until they convince you it's a good idea, you know. Yeah. Like there's like some scary doll movie that's coming oh, that's out, right. and they that. just play it and play it and play it because they just are like, you know, come see this until they think they're going to convince you it's yeah. a good idea. You know, it's going to be garbage. Like, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah. the more they're begging you to see something, the more you're like, look, I get it. All right, this is just uh, settle down with your advertising because then the second it comes out, it's gone. One you know, week only. Co yeah. Coyote Ugly was like that, where literally a year and a half of advertising went into the. You gotta see this. There's gonna be boobs and yeehaw. I mean, I didn't see the movie, but it was just like, wow. The advertising was ramped. I remember up. that. I remember that. That was in the 90s, I think. Oh, yeah. my God. You couldn't. It was on every channel at all times. You know, they were like, shh. But, uh, and usually that's. And the other the other key, key thing is if, if there's not a Thursday night screening. That uh, means it's bad. Like, oh, really? I never thought. I never knew that. Yeah, it doesn't, it doesn't get the uh, midnight screening. If they don't Thursday. do the midnight screening f or the Thursday screenings for uh, critics, critics, it's bad. Th they, that's an intentional move to say, please don't watch this. They want to get at least the hun the hundred thousand that they can squeak out of people that don't know any better before the internet goes. Yeah, you're going to want to not see Well, that's an interesting topic, because I remember back in the day when you had sneak previews and all these critic shows, people actually paid attention to oh, them, yeah. but did people even care anymore? Rotten I thought it was tomatoes. just about how much money the movie made. That's all yeah, that Yeah, Rotten, tomatoes. Every, everyone, Rotten just tomatoes. everyone just goes to Rotten Tomatoes and goes, well, this got a 2%. This is terrible. Was it Rotten Tomatoes written by viewers? Uh, now they've it's actually morphed into like this big financial business, oh. and and it's all made up of a bunch of critics that are real critics and then some are the Rotten Tomatoes critics which are just uh, like we could be that you know yeah, we some are. I mean we have some credentials uh, we do actually. and then you know and then and then some then there's also like the viewer critic the, or the the, they combine the common everything. person you know thing it's like a metacritic thing I mean the thing about criticism of movies was yeah you can probably spot a bad movie a mile away everybody yeah. can spot a bad movie but not everybody can feel the same way about it. Yeah, that doesn't you know? mean it's bad for you. Exactly. If, if I, I totally hate something, it, yeah. most of the world might love it. Yeah, know? so we kind of like got set up for like this weird expectation of movies. You know, It's almost like right. the people who are critics, I understand their point because they want to tell you, hey, listen, this is crap, but 
you're kind of ruining the movie in a way because let me figure it out for myself. You know, after years of reading these guys and watching them, yeah, I realized that you it's know, just opinion. how good they how good they might be as far as knowledge doesn't necessarily translate into your enjoyment of the movie. Not at all. Uh, look at the movies I love. Like, who, what critic is going to stand up and say, "Oh yeah, Death Race 2000"? A number one funny some movie. Did, some, some did. Some did, but most of them were like most of them trashed yeah. it. And like just in general, I love just really dumb movies, you know. But and then really again, some some people like build up some movie. And I can't think of a title right now. Saying two thousand and one Space Odyssey, I can't watch the damn thing. Yeah, that's people in the world are like, well, then you have no film knowledge whatsoever. I'm like, no, I can't it's get boring. through it. It's boring and long as shit, and it has. And I'm not on acid. <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. You know, yeah, if you were on acid, it might like be a like a mind-numbing, mind-changing you know? experience. Yeah. I mean, I've heard that from people before. It's like, wow, we took, in the 60s, we took acid and watched this movie. It was a cha- life-changing experience. Well, I, I don't do that, and I'm <laughs> exactly. not going to. So I'm not going to enjoy the movie as much as you ever did. Changed I my imagine. life, too. I tried to get through it three times and couldn't. I've never and even bothered. I've seen clips from it. We were talking, we always was talking at the comic shop the other day, and I always do this because if people go like, "Oh my God, the the old, oh, I, I, the old, the old," you're not gonna believe what Harumph. movies I've never. <laughs> you're gonna never believe what movies I've never seen. Yeah. And I mean, I can always get people go like, "Really? Like, here's one. I never saw Jaws." Wow. See, there you go. I always get that response from everybody. Yeah, I can't. That I can't believe. I mean, there you go. Always. That, that's in your genre too. Like, but I know. Eh, you just don't dig it. But I just, it was. You know what happened was I was telling somebody when that movie came out, it was such a big deal that back in the old days, when you went to the movies, it was a, it was a line around the block to go see it. So I never Hell bothered. Yeah. And then by the time that like it started dying down, everybody told me what it was about, and I was like, um. see, now it's like a thing, like. Now it's almost like you, 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 I could, I have it right now. Yeah. You can get the 25th anniversary Blu-ray, and I'll let you borrow it. You can watch it. That's okay. But I you're, want you're, to. Yeah, that's what I mean. At this point, now it's, it's like a thing. It's ingrained in your system, yeah. even though you didn't see it. Even only you know, you've seen bits and pieces of it. There's a lot of them like that. Like uh, Blues Brothers is like that. Like uh, some people just didn't see it or you know didn't want to. And although I think that's a culturally relevant movie, yeah. that kind of really encapsulated a lot of what was great about movies and a lot of uh, comedy. Yeah. It, that's cool. If you don't like it, you don't like it. Some people just don't like stuff, you know. Here you go. Here's another one that I never saw. This one might not be as much, but I never saw The Shining. Really? Yeah, I never saw it. Because, again, I saw so many scenes from it, and I read so much about it that they killed it mm. for me. That's the problem with movie criticism is what I was trying to get. When so you that's read, one I think you should see. When, 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 <laughs> hey, I'm going to step up and say, look, you should break your barriers and just go see that one. That's a freaking great movie. When you read so much about it and you see so many clips from it and you know the key scenes, they're ruining it for you, the critics and all the and all the stuff. Another yeah. point, another thing that bothers me is with trailers that give away the movie we talked about a movie poster that gave away oh the movie god, before oh my god another the second movie we did this week on the Slow House Robot of Drip Blood no well the yeah the House of Drip Blood yeah freaking the cover of the DVD or the movie yeah. the poster gives away one gives of the stories gives away one of the stories I'm just like well at the second I saw the the pull the, the thing back I was like well, that's how this skit's yeah. going to end. I was like, damn you, poster. Or or trailers that give away the movie or have the best scenes in the movie. When you go see the movie, it's like, oh, there's nothing exciting here. I already saw this before for yeah. free or whatever. And w- like, especially with Jaws and especially or, or with The Shining, another thing that happens is it gets spoofed and, yes, and homaged and, and, and it's in The Simpsons and it's in The, it's in the Family Guy. Go. So much that you're like, oh my God, I know... 
I know this movie inside and out. You know, The Shining was one of them. There's parts of that on every show. Yes. Every Fear show Johnny, has covers it. of books and magazines and yeah. stuff like that. So I see your point. I mean, it's a very valid point. You know, the, to like, me, there's a, there's a very important thing about a movie surprising you. To me, a movie doesn't work unless you get surprised. And yeah. if they give away the surprise in the advertising or in the criticism or whatever, you're ruining a movie for, uh, for people. You know? That's I true. mean, if it was only yeah. in print. It was only in print. You could say, "Well, it's in print. I don't have to read it." But if it's a, if it's a critic on television or on sometimes when you go online, the the freaking the trailer comes on on YouTube right there before yeah. you even go. You, you're wanting to watch like a, a tip on how to like bowl, <laughs> and then before you get to that, you have to watch a trailer for a movie, and you just ruin the movie for me. Yeah, There's some no of them. surprise there. And some of those paint-by-number style movies like the rom-coms and some of that, you're just like, uh, I, you know. You can see the the two that are going to be at odds in the first scene when they're harumphing around and being, you're like, well, those two are going to be lovers by the end. Like, you don't even need to see it. It's so, yes. this, then this, then this, then quirky, then then music video, then we love each other. Boring. It's all the same crap. Yeah, you know? I know. All right, let's go to some music that's not the same crap. Good. Let's pump up the volume. Let's step it up. Let's get served, y'all. Run away! Run away!
Oh, come on, Audrey. I look like hell. I got bags under my eyes. What's that? Well, if you were a man, I would punch you. I'd punch you right in the mouth. That's Bush. Bush League. All right. That was Space Party. I played for you Gumshoe, Flight to Mars, and Beyond the Surf. Check them out on Facebook. And as always, as I just remember, I have to do this. Uh, check them out. I'm going to have them linked to my show notes. R- write it down. Uh, yeah, I am. Let's see. Space Party. <laughs> Oh man, yeah. So I mean, getting back to the movie and the advertising and stuff like that. Back in the back in the olden days, what they back would do. Back in the olden days. They would some of the B movie guys like Corman and all those people. What they would do is they would mock up a movie poster, and that's how they sold the movie. Oh yeah. And the monster was never as good as the movie. Never. Never. Yeah, but it was just it was sold so well because it was painted so nicely that people. That'd yeah, I'll book that one and then the drive-in. I'll book that one here. Yeah, yeah that book you got yeah, trash tra- or whatever. Yeah, a book called Trash. If you ever want to borrow it, go ahead. I I own it. Oh okay. I, I have it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I own it. Yeah, it's yeah. a great book. Yeah, about how the, all these great posters that used to sell the movies. Oh, and they are such classics, man. You oh just, man, I yeah. love those posters. All the drive-in movies and all the all the double features and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah, all that stuff was great. You know, I mean, now I mean, obviously it's great in a different way for people. You know, but I don't yeah. get the same, I don't get the same feel. You know what I mean? Well, it's a different time too. I mean, it's that 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 lovely feeling of going to see a cheap movie, but it's cheap, but it does something that you've never okay. seen before. It's okay. You know. Yeah. Now. Everything is measured, just how you said it before, everything is measured on success of financials, mm-hmm. you know? And I, I, I'm sure to some degree that's all it was about back then. But it was a different... Yeah. It was way different. Like, now there's so much invested. They can't ever take ch- chances. They can't ever... No. It's just got to be a, almost... Everything is paint by numbers. I mean, something will come up and, and, like, rock somebody's world and they'll put it out. But the majority of everything is just some big yeah. budget with the same big budget actors and actresses. And, I mean, yeah, that happened back in the day, too. But it seemed like the little guy got, got a chance more so often than today, you know. Yeah. Unless it's, like, something on YouTube where somebody makes a movie, puts it on YouTube, it becomes a hit, and then it gets a, a release See, or something. Believe it or not, I was kind of... I thought the Internet would be would spark a revolution of that and it just never panned out because nobody ever noticed it's you can't get well, noticed you, on the internet like too much stuff everything like even our podcast that we've been doing year in and year out well good luck yeah you know you can't find nothing everything is there's so much there's so many people doing it so that people do make these movies and either they're so they're either they're completely unwatchable because the person has no nothing they're not bringing right. anything to the table or they're just they're great, but no one's ever seen it. Well, the problem, yeah. too, is, I guess, oversaturation of everything else. And pr- as soon as something, like, becomes, like, you know, interesting, it seems like the big boys or the people with bucks jump in as quick as possible or they buy it up so nobody can, you know... Yeah, just buy it. <clears throat> now, is that... I know, I've heard of that with movies where people write a, write a script and they just get bought up. Um, and the, the the chances of that script becoming a movie are very slim, but they just buy it so they can't, so no one else can get it. Does yeah. that does that happen a lot with the the comic books? Because you you said that like a good storyline or a good artist will get bought up by Marvel or DC or not really. Uh, I think more so a good book by an independent company or maybe even Marvel and DC might get bought up by a major movie company. Mm. Might be might get optioned and then. You know, so a lot of times the 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 creators option it because they figure this is never going to get made, and in two years I'll have the rights back and I'll get like 
50 grand or 100 grand or whatever and then they get mad when it gets made and it's not to their liking you know? <laughs> so it's always a catch-22 that does happen a lot with optioning characters and optioning movies and i'm sure it's happening a lot now but as far as like independent comic books usually these days the independent books if they started in a small company they stay in a small company because they own it ah you know whereas if you're working for marvel anything you create for them they own and then you know when if they when they start capitalizing off it or dc Just for that matter tough too tough luck they own it you're not you're not going to get any rights to it and then you know there's always been those lawsuits which one got resolved the other day with the with the famous artist for marvel jack kirby who created a lot of characters but was never credited so they were always fighting that and stan lee would get credit for it even though he's not getting the money for it you know marvel was getting the money for it but they finally had a lawsuit where they was going to go to the supreme court it was the kirby estate uh -huh. versus disney who owns marvel and as soon as Disney got wind that it's going to Supreme Court, they settled out of court because, you know, cut them a check and cut your losses. Yeah, exactly. Because <clears throat> it wasn't like it's not a it's not a local court or whatever. It's the big boys now, so yeah. you might as well cut your losses. So yeah, that's that's been happening a lot too. You know, but if you're working for an indie company, unless it's uh, you know, you usually own it. You know, I mean, I I would think you do. You know, I mean, especially if like Image Comics is in the, you own the characters they just per, they just uh, promote it and oh, print okay. it and do it for you maybe some of the other ones do too see I'm sure know? there's all different kinds of, of business models within the business model you know because yeah. that's a, I, I, well that's actually the first easter egg in a in a video game <clears throat> was a, was the 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 guy who was toiling over it was upset that Atari wasn't his name wasn't anywhere on it so what he did was he hid his name inside the game hmm. And if you did this one thing where you, it was adventure for Atari, the 2600, which was one of the first, uh, not one of the first, it was a Dungeons and Dragons style game, but a video game. And there was one little pixel that if you, f if it was on there and it just looked like it was a glitch. If you picked up that one pixel and carried it through this maze to this one castle, it launched open this rainbow, this guy's name. Ah. It's very famous because Easter eggs are now there. That's almost an industry of its own. Hid, hiding things inside of games. Uh, some is to to open up a new part of the game. Some is just silly stuff. Yeah. You know. Yeah, oh, yeah. N now in Mortal Kombat you can have babe allergies that makes babies, oh, or now yeah. you can have ultra violent deaths. You know, stuff like that. But it was um, it was the first one where the guy was standing up saying, "I'm toiling over this. How comes I'm getting nothing?" You know. Cause that happens. That big. Those are big money. That you know, video games. Some of these comic books. I'm always struck by how many artists there are out there. They they seem to go through them more often now than they used to. It used to be in the 60s, more so in the 60s and maybe before, that it was a set group of guys. You know, they were mm. the club that did all the books. Then when fandom, comic book fandom, started to take off in the late 60s, early 70s, then the new guys that were influenced by the old guys started publishing their own fanzines. And people mm. started seeing the fanzines at stores or at conventions and they're going like hey these guys are good too so a new group of guys came out and then those guys started in the 70s to get into the business and you got new blood because the reality was the old guys like in the 60s were the same guys that were around in the 40s except that now they were like a lot older and they were great artists so they got actually way better but they were getting to the point now you know so you need mm -hmm. new, new blood so a bunch of new people <clears throat> came in but nowadays it's like to the point now where it's like 
the artists just come and go every year and you don't even you know, disposable they, they don't yeah. have the same gravitas or whatever the word is the older guys because they're not there long enough to establish it there are a few there are a few but it's not the same anymore the writers seem to hold a stronger uh uh pull with the comic book industry these days i hear more yeah. people going like oh, i read the new book by you know alan moore or brian bendis or something like that more so or than alan like, alda yeah no yeah right <laughs> roger or, moore as opposed to the artist used to be the king back in the day you <laughs> uh, know? Gotcha. so it's, it's completely different but everything is circular yeah. changes i guess that's everything though music music is more throwaway than ever you know uh, it seems like although although some of the stuff like especially musicians not especially musicians. They come to mind for me. Like some of these are, guys are so talented, and it's just whatever. You know, that's it. There's, you're just another. You know, you're, another guitarist. Another. You know, you're another. Drummer. You're, you know, it's funny. Somebody will say, "Oh, he's just another Eddie Van Halen." Whereas 40 years ago, 30 years ago, Eddie Van Halen was a phenomenon that everybody aspired just, to. Just now another. Now he's just another. Are you kidding me? Yeah. When you watch him play guitar, you're like, wow. You know, you know, this oh, stuff was, was... Oh, he's like another Ed Van Halen. He's like another Stevie Ray Vaughan, you know? It's like... You're like, oh, so he's he's reached a pinnacle of such such awesomeness that you're like, holy shit, I can't even see how he's making these notes. Yeah, exactly. Hey, just another one. Who cares? Whatever. He's just another one. I heard that before. I need to get, <laughs> like, uh, I need to hear, like, some Dre beats or something like that, <laughs> you know? Dre beats. Here's some Dre yeah. beats. We're going to go to some Dre beats now. Hang on, everyone. Go off and rule the universe from beyond the grave. Indeed. Or check into a psycho war, whichever comes first, huh? Where's your grind at? 
Cadillac like they tricycle the unicorn Go from lukewarm to scorch any day, stage, age, range, or place And it will be presumptuous to say I expect any more out of this than but a trip I'll never be financially stable and I can live with my head a million places at once So long as the baseline stops and have the party jumping like blood getting jumped in Get your skull crushed over something as insignificant as metaphors and synonyms But I'm spinning at my dog like Winston Pig Go deeper than a career But selling your soul to have mass appeal It's too shout out for the masses to feel I don't keep it if it's not real Cause I am who I am, ain't who I ain't Poison to young minds like lead pain and displaced anger Another straight banger courtesy of ideas that keep getting stranger You don't want to fuck with me I'm not talking to you girls And women Cause y'all Y'all want to fuck me Funk that Show me smack your drunk dad In a dunce cap Bottle of 151 in a mat It's flammable like Texaco drip With electrical slip You're about as hard as an Eskimo kiss Break bread, grab a beer and build with me Even if all earth don't want you to chill with me Rocking this motherfucker with interest Dropping discs, copping biscuits Get it popping like bubbleless Chickens cracking, tickless hoes Blowing bazooka It's super fly snooker Smoking throw in the hookah I'm Broadway with John Blaze Chronic, chronic in the Bombay Concrete jungle fever Till Beyonce's my fiance Cut love me, we all brothers like Jodeci Rock the show, so promo all gold for OG Rock for clitorises and kids splitted on Christmas and ripping so gifted stamps had a cop some new equipment. I stay away from danger, danger, stay away from me. Police ask me what's my government. DD motherfucking T. I wear sunglasses at night so I can see what I'm doing. Cut my set short, kids started looting. In case you're just tuning in, this is reality. Innovative hip hop with no regard for boundaries. Rash decision making 101. Right now. A testament to my Mach 10 lifestyle. Beat break final, written freestyle. 40 ounces, the kid for a chord. Bong rep. Y'all can tell how much acid I tripped since my last album Got involved, started rocking larger crowds Letting it all hang out like jelly rolls On 300 pound girls that still wear skimpy clothes Hoes and up boots that make believe thug groups Learn the ropes the hard way every time the drum loops Here's a style that you ain't heard in a while It's called fresh Gully Amish, balls enormous Digging your ass, no homo, whole army Cold orange and llama Red rum off the top shelf It's gone, son The mate civil boy, son, need you seen us 92 fly boys, 8 balls of felines Smoke bricks, does a golden tree puff Still gold to the content, sneak up Still good to the big boy, sneak up You yell nonsense, you all get sweeped up See the letter sticks, captain of the ship When I shoulda spit, get reaction quite a bit Got a mind of its own lone gunman Ain't holding nothing, still stick up your function Funk sun, midday cypher Called at my luncheon, called at my job No surprise if I punchin' Jab to the face, lady blow lower body Skate the scene, kick trips and ollies No problem, beast on the mic Fangs red squad since they bees all alike Buzz in the other world, devil runs the mainstream Brother man sound wave, skin tone cream Melanin money make, let a honey shake 
Cause I'm brothers fake Showed up My man yeah. spent a buck ten on a syringe of still a and grew that shit Yo, GDP In a glass case of emotion rolls in the gym Chillin' Heavily consuming what they rap about selling And that's more rugged than smuggling 20 bricks Over state lines with canines sniffing the whip And bear hugging the blind I'm doing long term damage to myself Ducking cops in these overbearing lands that I dwell With lava eyed barflies topping the raw Let the town pool playing boxing ball With 80 year old Italian guys It's where they're still wise to organize crime Make a half Anyone they like wax for a price Roll the dice No sign of writer's block So he's something on my mind Incognito with the ism so I can frame and mount another mental picture But the shit need more cowbell Do not fear the reaper If you want down with GDP Buy a fucking t-shirt Empty hands hold nothing Expect me to scold those bluffing 222's a cold juggling Two 16 year old throat fucking You'll tell the folks at home something Started out hustling They started grinding Suitable environment Why I'm designing it Jersey aside from the city With the populace Rhyme that 19 million in climbing Never could play the face in the crowd, faceless, just facing the ground, faithful, still chasing the cloud, anxious, just pacing around, bracing for my break right about. Stella kids built fly as it sounds, my planes on terrain till the names were renowned transit. Still train on the tracks laid down, bandit on foot, CDs passed out on the humble till the bricks hold me down like bricks in a ziplock when it chips down. Six cents says homes where the heart is, can't cop in a hallmark, them placed in the garden. Now we're worldwide seen, I'm 30 minutes west, maintaining by any means. 
humble beginning, happy ending. Smoke, fall asleep, wake up, keep stressing. And I can write songs expressing my beliefs, but that's hardly enough. Shoplift from Walmart, upper deck of a Starbucks, unregistered gun, hard luck, hard drugs. Out of my fucking mind, you're brilliant. You be the judge. The cipher's too puffed, so I'll roll one for the face. That I try to quit, but everyone's so full of shit these days. Like, security cameras don't make me feel more safe. I'm not ready to die, but that doesn't mean I'm afraid. Don't need a therapist to tell me I'm insane. The television's on, but I don't listen to anything they say or buy products because the portion gets donated to AIDS. I know she's on the pill, already forgot her name. Like alcoholic poison made to keep me in my place. But it feels so much better to drink it all away. My glass will ne'er run dry Now my charming little I just get excited sometimes You make me laugh Fifty through an easy path Blasting Black Sabbath Driving to Manhattan on a head full of acid And put the blunt out on the dash before the tunnel I'm spun and got an interview in 20 Bump up, so by the time I'm at the club I'm sobered up Rambling on while some freelancer pretends to be familiar with my catalog Where you from, what's orange? Describe your style retarded What's the hip-hop scene like on the East Coast these days? Hot garbage What kind of drugs you do? All of them Favorite food, hot sauce, weapon of choice, ballpoint pen Where you shop, Division East, but people give me clothes for free Favorite venue, meat locker, when no goods would smoke leak up in the side room I'd be high too, cheers and bruised with dudes that ain't never finished high school Rough and youngins the fuck up for animal blood 200 kids, one unisex bath and covered in mud I'm just glad to be pissed drunk in such good company And let the tumbleweed bring out the inner monk in me Like if the sound system's busted, fuck the beat and catch wreck to a acapella Suckers, leave Get them out of there Out Out You gotta be tough. Ah! Ah! Snap!
eat those things. Okay, and that was GDP. Uh, when As soon as you said Dre Beats, I was like, well, we have some gangster rap right now. So I threw it on. I don't know if it's con- te- technically gangster rap, but it's a whatever. They're yeah. really good. Check them out. It's but whatever. surprise, surprise. When we were listening to the on the music break, a knock at the door. Uh, the, the doorbell rings, and it's my Third Man Records third quarter delivery. So I am a vault member. For those of you who don't know what I'm talking about, bear with me. Um, Jack White of the White Stripes has a record shop up in Nashville, Third Man Records. And he does a lot of very interesting things, a lot of... A lot of uh, they make a lot of crazy neat. He's trying, he's doing his best to keep uh, vinyl alive. And I'm a premium, or I'm, I'm it's called platinum. It's, I'm a platinum vault member, which means I pay him an exorbitant amount of money, and every quarter I get a mystery package that shows up with some records, usually like one record, a 45, and some kind of movie or or something. I already know what's in this one, but I'm gonna do so. I'm doing an online reveal. So most people, some people say save these and they won't even open them. Not me, baby. I buy this stuff to listen to. You should get two. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Just a record. Just listen to them and enjoy them. How much does so, that that cost for a year? Uh, hundred bucks or something? No, it's what is it? Sixty a quarter. Sixty a quarter. No, right. sixty a half. Maybe, maybe one twenty. I think it's, a year. Okay. Uh, I think that's what it is. Okay. Well, here we go. I see here we vinyl. Go. Yes. Oh, yeah. Always vinyl. So. I see a t-shirt there or something. All right. Let's make sure that everything is in. I don't want to drop it. Okay. Box is on the floor. I know what this first thing is. This is a Third Man Records flag. Oh, it's a flag. I love yep. the t-shirt. Okay. Let's see how it looks. Third Man Records is very funky. They're cool. Okay, taking the cellophane off. Yeah, there you go. Wow, this is a... Holy crap, that's a big flag. Yeah, that is a big flag. Man, it's got their uh, it's got their, their logo Third Man on, Records yeah. logo on it. It's a black flag with a... Not black flag. It's a black flag <laughs> with their logo on it. Very nice. Man, this is top quality. Oh, after we're done talking about this, I have a I have a topic. You have a black flag topic. No, I have a topic. I'll <laughs> okay. give it to you in advance. <coughs> All the, right. The so, rock. But well, no, I think we talked about it right now that I mentioned myself. Did we talk about the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame inductees? <laughs> no, we didn't. But we're oh, gonna. We're gonna. Because okay. my God. Controversy strikes again. Now this is a White Stripes album. Now this is like. a White Stripes. Let's see what it's it looks probably like. it's like uh, outtakes or bonus stuff. Let's see, it's called White Stripes Live. Under the lights of the rising sun. So this in is Japan. in Japan, yep. And they have the the cover is made to mo- the mimic the uh, rising sun, yep. except it's the uh, white stripes embossed. Wow, that's really nice. Okay, and it's I think like, and they also always include a 45. So yeah, inside like inside this, there's going to be a 45 as well. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's see. Oh my, oh my. And that that's that's a version of the album that you're not going to get at the stores, I'm guessing. No, right? they they make these. These are exclusively for 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 vault members. Mm, very nice. Let's see. Bright red album. Side one is bright red. Or, oh, and there's the 45. Let's see what the 45 is. Oh, the dead weather. Okay. The dead weather is uh, side one is buzz killer. Side two is it's just too bad. Uh, let's see what color this is. There's always some bright. Nice, nice yellow, bright uh, see-through yellow. 
So that's nice. Oh, this must be riveting. Uh, riveting uh, <laughs> listening. <right laughs> yeah. Now. Sorry, everyone. I just was like, let's do an online reveal translation. I don't want to wait to open up my thing. Yeah, it's Christmas. In, yes, it is. Uh, in oh. October. Wow, see, that? that's nice. Cut through, so this is going to probably be a poster or something. It's a white stripes poster, or is it a sticker? What is this? Oh, it's just a... Uh, it's a sticker, right? Or just a... No, it's just an insert. Oh, okay. Huh. Oh, so you... Oh, because the... You can make this white background or red background then. The, because uh, okay. the 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 um dang the cut the cover of this is actually cut out to make the white stripes part of the rising sun thing. It's oh, very I see what it cool. Is. So it's oh, whiter. Okay. And then what color is my first album? All oh, right, black and red. Wow, that's nice. So as always, they deliver. This is kind of, I don't want to say expensive. It's expensive, you know. I mean, it's not cheap to spend that much on, on um, music. But, boy, it is a always beautiful packaging. Always great sound, you know, great stuff. Do you play them, actually? Or oh, not? yeah. Hell oh, yeah. yeah you do? Yeah, I love them. All right. And that's that. So, there you go. So, it's like live. It's a live, it's a live uh, concert from Japan. So, everybody gets the same thing? Uh, okay. All the vault members will get the same thing. Okay, I didn't know if they were like... Cause then, and then they don't sell... You could... Now, sometimes they do release the records, just not in the specialty color or, or not with the special cutout. They make it uh, a limited edition for the vault members. So. Gotcha. gotcha. Okay. You get a special deal. Yep, special deal. So, right. as you alluded to earlier... Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is back again. Oh, my God. They just... Um, they're not very rock and roll. Well... Um, well, let's see. There's a few that you're going to agree with. Oh yeah, of course. If they get inducted, though, because they're not—they have—they're being voted on right now. Some of them, some of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame's choices, and I even said this right after I went there because I did enjoy the the experience. Yeah. But a lot of it's like, why am I looking at Aretha Franklin in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? She's an influence. Yeah, she's but an influence. So what? No, it's, she's important. I mean, rock and roll started with these people. I mean, uh, she was soul is definitely an influence in rock and roll. Oh, I mean, well, a lot of rock and roll bands in. were influenced. <laughs> let's put it this way: a lot of rock and roll bands were influenced by Aretha Franklin. She's important. I'm thinking of people like Madonna and and Run DMC. And, is and in Run there. DMC. I'm thinking of them. Aretha Franklin, I give her a break. You know, I mean, yeah. she was a, she was an R&B artist. And she but, just is the first person that came to mind. Pe- yeah, like I wasn't yeah. like picking on Aretha Franklin. Of course, she's awesome. But yeah. But a lot of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is dedicated to people that aren't really, shouldn't be in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. You know? Well, what I'm noticing is a lot of the people, they seem to have a bias, understanding towards American bands. There's a lot of British bands that aren't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Yeah. But Deep Purple's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Free's not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Oh my God, Deep Purple isn't in the Rock and Roll no, Hall of Fame? No, they got, they got voted, they didn't get voted in this year. Uh, Free with Paul Rogers. Now, is Van Halen it. in? Yeah, they're in. Yeah, okay. they were in a long time ago. Um, you know, a lot of the prog bands, King Crimson, yes, uh, not in. And yes but, isn't in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? They are not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, but yet, <laughs> uh, Run DMC, Madonna, um, Beastie Boys, uh, there's a few other ones, which are, some of them are deserving, I'm not going to say they're not, but it seems to me like the bands that were important in the 70s, that sold a lot of records, was one of the criteria, or at least were noteworthy, and like people, a lot of people went to their shows, just don't get in because whoever doesn't like them, Robbie Robertson or John Winter or whoever, you know, it just seems like Weird. it's 
it just seems really weird the way they do it. I mean, I understand now, you know, Sting, Sting's up for it, but he's already in with the police. Okay, fine, whatever. Lou Reed's in. That's fine. He's in with Velvet Underground, but Lou Reed was great on his own. Okay, that's fine. People like the Spinners. Okay, Soul Band, but they had they sold a lot of records and they were good. Okay, that's fine. Chic. All right, you know they were a disco band, but they had influential sound. They now Raj produced a lot of records. Joan Jett. Uh, See, Joan Jett, I agree with, of course. Joan uh, Jett. Um, she's solid rock and Green roll. Green Day, you know. no freaking way. No Green Day, no freaking way. Sorry, if the replacements aren't in there. If Husker Du's not in there, <laughs> you if avoid. Black Flag's not in there, if the Minutemen aren't in there, See, if the wh- Dead Kennedys aren't yeah. in there, would Green Day should not be in there. See, that's one of the things that I always kind of wondered, like punk and metal. Now, these are all sub-genres or, or just... Yeah. But why would... Because I remember uh, Judas Priest was in there. And and you're like, okay, I love I love They're Judas Priest. They're not in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Neither is Iron Maiden, by the way. Are you They're sure? Because they have there. they had their stuff there. They have their stuff that doesn't mean. Oh, that they just has. Because like Todd Rundgren has stuff there, but see, he's like not metal, in there. like metal shouldn't be. Metal should be in a rock and roll no, hall of fame. No, it should have its own. No, it should be in the rock and roll hall of fame because mm. they started out as rock and roll bands. Well, I guess you can say that about anything, but metal is. I mean, like a punk or a, or a metal. I almost kind of think they should have their own thing, and then be. Like they, they probably do. There's the Golden yeah. Gods or Revolver mm. thing. That's why but, I don't think that the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame should have like some of those influential bands, they have their own thing. They have the R&B. They have their soul or, or country music museum. So keep it pure and keep it like for rock. But heavy right? metal is rock. Yeah. To I me, mean, it's, it's rock. To me, it's the same too. But but then, you, but then okay, in the same vein, if you like heavy metal, then what about Slipknot? They're, they're heavy metal. They Are they metal? Like, would they they're, be? I, I consider them a rock band. Yeah, that's true, I guess. I mean, you know, I don't know if they'll... I consider them a rock band. I consider oh, anything, More than Run DMC. <laughs> more than Run DMC, yeah. I mean, because <laughs> think about it this way. Judas Priest started out doing songs... Not started out there. Just started out there but songs like Living After Midnight oh, yeah, and stuff I, like that. Yeah. They're a rock and roll song. It's not... Yeah, it's a, it's true. metal, but it's a rock and roll song. It's just song. heavy. It's the same as some it's of the heavier, heavier stuff from Kiss or ACDC that's, or whatever. It's the same. Led Zeppelin yeah. isn't considered a heavy metal band, but they're uh, in there. Some know. of them have some metal. Says, I mean, they're not. Con- they don't consider themselves, and they're not considered. Now it's Black Sabbathin. Yeah, they're in. Okay. Well, that's. They're in. I'd hope so. But I mean, I'm to put in Green <laughs> Day before you put in the people that influence Green Day, I'm sure they'll get up and say that because they'll be in there because of course they want them to get up and play and everybody cheers oh, yeah. and it's a big deal. That's part of the deal too to get up and show up and attract attention, you know. But the bands that inspired them that are better than them, that re- <laughs> yeah, that's why, true. why not, you know? See, I, I, I kind of came away from the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame going, I, I, I appreciate this. I really appreciate yeah, all I've seen. Yeah. But when I walked out, I was like. Well, that was you know, some parts of that made me scratch my head, and that's, that's and all it is. And you know, a lot of like, people, yeah. like Aretha Franklin or some of the R&B people, are inducted as influences to rock and roll. And I get that totally. I'm not. And that makes sense. I'm not bagging completely. on them, but it's just one of those things you're like, okay, well. Hmm. Yeah, you know, I mean, hell, why? I mean, I mean, I like this work, but Cat Stevens, he's about as rock and roll as like you know the Archies. <laughs> I mean, yeah. you know, Peace Train or whatever. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice song and Moonshadow and all that song. He's fine, but. He's not yeah. really rock and roll. Simon and Garfunkel, they're great writers, great singers, great musicians. They're, are they rock and roll? Uh, maybe no. on a couple songs, but mostly they're just like mellow folkies with great lyrics. But they're in there because they were important in that era. And But there's yeah, a lot of British bands 
that are not in there for whatever reason because John Wenner or Robbie Robertson don't consider them worthy, which is bullshit. So is that who's like the kind of the gatekeeper? Those I believe that them and they're, they're the big boys, and I believe okay. they have a group of people. We're Rolling Stone. It's the Rolling Stone Rock and Hall of Fame. You know, oh. I'll be really pissed. You know, I'll be really pissed off if 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 like in ten or fifteen years, like. Miley Cyrus or Katy Perry gets in there <laughs> and Deep Purple's still waiting. Cow-tongued you know? Miley Cyrus. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. Yikes. I mean, come on, man. You know, I mean... Re- Justin people, Bieber. Yeah, put the people in there that inspired them and then put in the people that capitalized off it. You know yeah, what I mean? That's true. I don't get it. I don't get it at all. But it's always a controversy. And, yeah, you know, you know blah, blah, I, blah. often... Any, every year they come out with that list and it's always like, What? I, I didn't know Madonna was on that list. That's yeah, hard. Madonna's That's, in there. Oh, there's a well, she's of British now. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, she is British now. Yeah, this so week she's British. Technically, she is. So I guess it's okay. You know? I mean, I'm just playing. Whatever. She's, she's oh, got she, that fake accent, but uh, God, good for her. You yeah, know? yeah. I, I read somewhere where they were talking about uh, musicians or famous people that had like genius IQ, and she was one of them. She's like a 140 IQ, so I guess that's why she's British now, because she's I very it. smart. I mean, she she reinvents herself to keep up with money. Yeah, yeah, that's true, too, but... <laughs> yeah, um, whatever. Yeah. She reinvents herself by showing her, you know, body, but hey, whatever works. I never you know? saw... Now, that's one of the things that you said, movies you never saw. I never saw that book, Sex. What? Oh, I saw it. When I was working at a comic shop, after hours, some guy brought it in. I did see it. Yeah. Really? See, he, that's he always one of the things. Back then. I was, that was one of the things I thought I should go out and buy. That was like in the 80s, uh, man. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to buy yeah. that just to look through it or have it. I, and I don't even know why. I don't even find her I saw attractive. It. It's just, uh. Yeah, now that you mentioned that, that's funny. I remembered that. Yeah, this guy used to come to the comic shop. After we closed, he goes like, you want me to bring it in? I go, yeah, there's nobody in here. So we looked at it. It wasn't that exciting. It's probably just like weird... I think it had like a metal box or something yeah. like that. It was packaged. Into, it's, I mean, it's sure it's worth. I'm sure it's worth a lot of money now because it's probably one printing only and blah 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 and all that crap. But, no, I hope not. Yeah, this yeah. guy. This guy had it. Yeah, I did see that. No <laughs> big deal. <Yeah. laughs> it didn't inspire me. Well, that's. What I mean, if, if you've seen Playboy or Hustler or any of these things, what the hell is that going to be? Nothing. Just you know. No, I mean, I, I, well, uh, in all honesty, I will say in front of like. Our, our um, listener audience. listeners of, of, of millions of listeners that back the in millions 19- and millions of listeners back in 1984 <laughs> with that friend of mine that I'm, that's coming to visit tomorrow with with free tickets that he gave me. Do we have an on-air name for him? No. We'll, we'll just call him Mr. A. Okay. Mr. A. Uh, I did see Madonna live back in 1984. Okay. It was free and blah, 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 and all that good stuff. And the opening act was the Beastie Boys, which was interesting. <laughs> it was just them three with a <laughs> microphone on a... On a with yeah, a microphone yeah, yeah. and, the guy, and, the a, guy and scratching, a chair with yeah. a boom box. That was yeah. it. And then we only watched part of it. And we're going like, what the hell is that? <laughs> you know, We didn't know it was going to become a big deal. But yeah, I did see her. But I never, I wasn't imp- I was more impressed with the audience than her. You know, <laughs> We'll just leave it at that. You know, my dad saw uh, Cindy Lauper with my sister. Did she? Oh, that's cool. And my dad's like this hulking teamster truck driver. And, and he's like, it, girls that want to have fun. Yeah, he, had a, he, had, he used to have a little button on his hat. Uh, it said, girls just want to have fun. Geez. It's so great. He's... He's part of the you know the, the the yin and yin that make up my pops. I also saw Van Halen for free with uh, Ooh, nice David Lee Roth, the original. See, now I didn't like Van Halen when I was a kid, but I like them now. I like uh, them more my, now than I did, but they're annoying. Oh yeah, no, like back <laughs> back when I was in, a teenager, they were like that was like the cool cool guy music, which is why I didn't like them. Like I was on the fringes of the Outcasts. 
Now, like, see, now, back, I was the punk. I was the, now, like, see, the metal. Now, see, it's the opposite effect. Back in 78, when I was a teenager, and you weren't, <laughs> uh-huh. you were like a little kid, yeah. they just started coming up in 1979, 80, and I always thought, I thought the cool bands were the Clash and the Pistols and the Buzzcocks and all that. I thought Van Halen was just like some boring new version of cock rock or something like that, which it really well, is. Well, no, you know? no, that's what I mean by that, but like, like all the... All like the the cool frat boys would listen to that. No, see, in my, in well, my, I, mean, I mean, in my world, in that's my world, it was the jerks that would ah. listen to it. the jocks, and the jerks would listen to yeah. it. I like, guess it's the same I think we're thing. describing the same group. Cause, I think yeah, it's the same group. Uh, it was just uh, an yeah. earlier time or yeah, whatever. Exactly. You know? So that's why I didn't like them. But then, uh, as I got older, I started getting more vinyl and picking stuff up. And well, I, you got and I, you got it for a quarter. That's yeah, and thing. I got a ton of them. I got every one of them, and I was like. Yeah, these are really good. You know, Diver Down's really good. Uh, you know, there's... It has this moment. <clears throat> time time has a way of, like... Uh, shaping making, perception. Shaping, changing perception. Oh, you know, yeah. Making things old seem a little more noble and better than they were because it's not around anymore, you know? And I, I mean? like David Lee Roth. I, I can't. I, I, I don't... Can't. I don't. I didn't like the uh, Sammy, Sammy Hagar. I yeah. like him better than Dave. Dave's funny. Dave's a comedian. That's why I like him. He's just like he, he's like a stand-up comedian with metal. He's or just whatever. a goofball. But I like and, and, and and like he 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 seemed like he was totally off his rocker at all times. You know what I mean? Like now maybe probably that part of that was an act, which good for him. Yeah. But I mean, but part of it probably wasn't. He's probably just a nut job. You know, like yeah, just a, probably is a showbiz nut job guy. Yeah. Yeah. Just, whatever. <laughs> It, it seems it seems back then it seemed like an obnoxious and, and intrusive and all over the place. Now it's just like this like kind of like you know benevolent little noise that comes up every yeah, once in a while. Yeah, exactly, exactly. That's exactly <laughs> it. You know. All right, that's gonna be it for this show this week. Uh, again, uh, hopefully the the opening tribute to my cats that have passed away, uh, the last of which passed away on Friday, didn't bring everyone down too much, and that wasn't the intention. It was just an honorable nod to. A big part of my life that has changed, and uh, I'm sure I will be keeping everyone up to date on my newest, how all my meager possessions will kids. be destroyed by the newest group of kittens that are... Your, new, your four yeah. new kids. The, the first one of which has already arrived. Her name is Belle. She's an adorable little uh, cat, and we'll see what happens when the other three land next Saturday. They will be landing in the oh, house, boy. and uh, yes... Things are going to heat up now, baby. All right. My name's Mal. With me, as always. Dr. Morbius. Thanks, Dr. Morbius. Thank you all for listening, and we hope you had a good time. We'll see you all next week. Same bat time, same bat channel.